0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by James Capps. James, it's a pleasure to have you on the show again. How have you been this past week?
1: Yeah, very good. Thank you, Dan. But just don't ask me about my curriculum performance
0: from last weekend. I do not want to talk about it. OK, let's move swiftly on because last but certainly not least is Jamie Brown. Jamie, have you popped the champagne corks after Sunday's win over Norwich?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously a fantastic end to the season for Spurs. I mean, as a Spurs I think I mentioned last week on the show, I was very, very nervous about that game at Norwich. But um, no, obviously we did a fantastic job in the end to to win emphatically 5-0, some win in the golden boot. And then, of course, there was the excellent news about how Spurs are looking to kick on next season with the um, you know big injection of cash from, from Enoch as well. So, yeah, it's, it's a strange time. I'm, I'm sure Spurs will do some bad news soon, but uh, no, it's obviously been fantastic week for Spurs
0: it really has been a great week for Spurs let's hope it's a great week for betting people across the country because there's plenty to dissect in this show I know the season's kind of ended but there's still a little bit more to talk about so before we do all of that wherever you bet check first with your best place for offers tips and insights and from a social media point of view if you're placing any bets this weekend let us know via the odds on podcast hashtag and who knows we may be discussing your winners on our next show OK, where should we start first? We can only go to one place, and that is the Champions League final. So, let's all pretend we're on a plane to Paris. We can take a much deeper dive in this week's show as we look at all the markets on offer before Saturday. So, let's start with the score markets. James, if you had to pick any outcome in 90 minutes before Saturday, what would you go for? And more importantly, why?
1: Well, I'm struggling to see how Liverpool don't win this game, Dan. I think they're by far a superior team to Real Madrid, I think. Real have had enormous waves of good fortune to get to this stage, and I actually think they're a largely average side these days. And if everything is working as it should be for Liverpool, then I think they win this easily. As far as score lines go, I'm somewhat torn between 2 0 and 3 1, largely because of the Karen Benzema factor, of course. So, with that in mind, I'm inclined to go for the latter. You can get that at 17 to 1.
0: OK, then, Jamie, the same question to you. What do you think the outcome will be when Liverpool square off with Real Madrid at the weekend?
2: Yeah, was. Well, I'm going to make it quite interesting, actually, because I'm going to definitely go in the opposite direction Ooh. from James. But I'm going to go for Real Madrid for this one. Um, I think on paper, Liverpool, of course, are the better team. I do agree with that, but I just think this—you know—Real Madrid. They've had this spectacular run to the final. You know, they've beaten defending champions Chelsea, PSG, Manchester City, and they've kind of got this never say die attitude. And you know, they always just seem to have found a way to to, to win matches, um, especially in this competition. For me, they've got the best player in in uh, Europe this season, in Karim Benzema as well. I think he'll be the big difference maker. And then, of course, you look at Liverpool in terms of their team. Use the have some big fitness concerns of course you know doubts over Fabinho and then I think you know Salah as well he's been in and out of form and although he got that goal against Wolves I still think he's he's a player who's really not at his best then of course you've got the disappointment of, of missing out the Premier League title I'll be interested to see how that affects them but um as I said I'm, I'm going for Real Madrid for this one and we're going to go for a 2-1 win uh at 11 to 1.
0: I'm glad you've spit the difference, you two. Just makes things a bit more interesting for the rest of the show. So let's move on now to another market. What about both teams to score? James, that was certainly the case for Liverpool on Sunday as they conceded to Wolves early on at Anfield. Is this a bet that takes your fancy before the weekend?
1: It doesn't particularly pique my interest as an outright bet. Both sides do score plenty of goals. So there, of course, is going to be plenty of takers, at least from a bet-building perspective. But Real have drawn blanks in two of the last four against Atletico Madrid. And Real Betis, Liverpool's defensive record recently has been okay by their standards. Five clean sheets in the last ten. But it is certainly worth mentioning too that five of Real's six knockout games in this season's competition have seen both teams score. So I'm just perhaps siding with yes here. But I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool kept the back door closed here.
0: Yeah, it's interesting when you look at Real Madrid's late season form. If you looked at it just from a results point of view, you'd think, oh, hang on, Carlo Ancelotti's men are a bit cold here. But I guess the huge caveat there is that they won the title with weeks to spare, and such as they're right, they've quite easily taken the foot off the pedal, and you can't really sort of judge the last what six games in La Liga as a precursor to Saturday. But with that said, Jamie, you can currently get odds of eight to thirteen for both teams to score in ninety minutes on Saturday. If you were looking for some Champions League value, would this take your fancy?
2: Yeah look I think I'd go along with you know not going for this one as an outright in terms of both teams to score but I definitely think this is one to kind of maybe add to you know that builder for sure so I'm going to go for yes for this one for both teams to score I just think both teams have got serious firepower in their teams. You've got Vinicius Junior, Benzema uh, from Real Madrid. And then, of course, you know, the likes of Mane, Diaz, Jota, Salah from Liverpool. So both teams, you know, really packed with goals. And, you know, if you look at both teams kind of run to the final or, yeah, to the final, I think they've just, you know, they've produced lots of goals in those games. I mean, Liverpool, they've scored 30 goals in the competition this season. Real Madrid, they've scored 28. So both teams that are very high scoring. Uh, Liverpool, they've also kept four clean sheets in 12 matches, um, and meanwhile, Real uh, Madrid, they failed to keep a single clean sheet in any of their games in, in, the, in the knockout stages. So I definitely see goals being scored here. And uh, I, I think both teams will score.
0: If that's the case, it's certainly going to be a good game for the neutral, which leads us nicely to over 2.5 goals. Now, James, I guess the slight difficulty here is that you cannot necessarily use league or domestic cup form as a guide to what's going to happen in Europe. Yes, you could use the smaller sample of European results, but... Do you have to treat this game in isolation as to how you approach this bet?
1: Yeah, I think this one will be pretty close, actually. We've seen that both sides are very capable of firing at least one goal past some of the best sides on the continent. So there's no real concerns on that front. I guess the only real worry is that the stature of the game itself delivers a cagey game with goals at a premium. But we're not overly concerned about that, considering their final meeting a few years ago, which was very open in nature and the strength of both of these sides in their attack so we should get an entertaining game on the goals front although 8 to 11 for over 2.5 goals doesn't do much to get the pulses racing I'm afraid.
0: Well this is it Jamie because if we flip it to the other side under 2.5 goals is 11 to 10 before kickoff and you have to remember that the last three Champions League finals have ended with two or less goals so would you be tempted to extend this streak to four in a row before Saturday?
2: Yeah, well, do, do you know what? I, I really fancy a couple of goals for this one, so I'm actually gonna I'm definitely looking at over 2.5 goals in the, in this match. I just think you've got two very high-scoring sides here. I mean, Real Madrid's their last five matches. In the competition, have produced four, seven, five, four, and four goals. Uh, Liverpool as well. You know they've got uh, their last five has also been five goals, two goals, six goals, four goals, and then one goal. So um, both teams have you know they've really been have been involved in a lot of goals um, in this competition. And uh, I'm I'm backing for that to be the same in the final. I, I think this will be a high-scoring final and uh, a very entertaining match.
0: Well, James, it wouldn't be an episode of the Odds On podcast without chatting about the double-chance market. Would you be pressing the klaxon for Real Madrid to avoid defeat in 90 minutes at odds of 8-11? to uh,
1: I don't think there's a huge deal of value with Real Madrid here. As I said, On at the top of the pod. I don't think there's a particularly special side. Of course, in a one-off game, they can beat anyone on the day, as they've shown. But this is a very different Liverpool side to the one they faced in 2018. And in fact, it's a very different Real Madrid team too. And they're a side... I'll be staying well clear of this weekend. Liverpool at 11 to 10 could look a very big price come half 10 on Saturday night.
0: On the flip side, Jamie, there's not much value when it comes to Liverpool in the same market. I guess with them currently evens to win in 90 minutes, are you arguably better off going for broke here?
2: Yeah, look, I, I definitely think with, with this one for Liverpool, if you're going to back them, as you said, just, you know, go for them to go for the win uh, for sure. Um yeah, I also on the flip side, again, I've, I'm, I'm said that I'm firmly in Real Madrid for this one and I do like the look of uh, a double chance for them. I just think they're a side, as I say, they never know when they're beaten and I can quite easily see them taking Liverpool um, to, you know, extra time or penalties. So, you know, a draw for Real Madrid or a win for Real Madrid, I, I really like the look of those two. Um, I just think Real Madrid I keep saying, I think they've got that never say die attitude and uh, I think they'll at least get a draw in in, uh, in the 90 minutes.
0: Well, by the same token, the draw-no-bet market is also something that could be rather appealing. And James, if you had a fiver, would you be opting for Liverpool at 8-15 to or Real Madrid at odds of 11-8?
1: to I actually don't think this is the worst bet in the world if you fancy Liverpool. Odds of 11-10 to in 90 minutes will be tempting, of course. But we know sometimes that cup finals aren't always settled in 90 minutes. So there is the option there to... Take 8-15, to 15, draw no bet. And then should the game end all square, you get your stake back and you can make an alternative bet at better odds once extra time and penalties come around. I think Real Madrid's best hope of winning this is scraping something after 90 minutes. So this market doesn't really appeal to me. But from a hedging perspective, it might make sense for Liverpool backers.
0: Well, Jamie, as I'm in a generous mood, I'm going to hand you a fiver as well. If you had to pick out one of the two, where would your money be going here?
2: Yeah, again I'm I'm just looking at Real Madrid and I really think that we'll at least take this one to extra time um, I just think the way they've approached this competition, I just think they'll have enough to, to you know, certainly see, see it to go to extra time. Of course, and then from a Liverpool perspective as well, we've seen them playing two cup finals this season. They've both gone to extra time. So, you know, again, if this, you know, as, as James said, if this game does go to a draw, you do get your state back for this one. But for me, I just, I just like Real Madrid a lot in this one. I just think there's something special about Real Madrid in the Champions League. So, again, my money would go for, for Real Madrid in this one.
0: Right, let's move on to another market that usually generates a whole host of interest and that is the both teams to score and result. So James, when you're looking at the options that are available, what takes your fancy here?
1: Liverpool do catch the eye on this market for sure. The sixteen to 5 to win this one with both teams scoring inside 90 minutes and it's difficult to argue against that really. Real have found the net against PSG, Man City and Chelsea. In the knockout round, so they'll have nothing to fear in facing this Liverpool defence that hasn't been all that watertight in the running. But this red side have tonnes of goals in them and against a very unconvincing Madrid side, they could cause havoc here.
0: Well, Jamie, once again, you have the same options made available to you. If you're weighing up the choices before Saturday, what would you be going for in terms of the both teams to score and result market?
2: Yeah, look, I really like the look of this market, actually. Um, I think I made it pretty clear, obvious, uh, about both teams to score. I definitely can see that happening. And then again, I've, you know, my allegiance is with Real Madrid for this one. I think already um, at 5-2 to two, uh, for Real Madrid to win, I think that that's pretty nice value. But, you know, for both teams to score and Real Madrid win at 5-1, to one, I do definitely like the, you know, the look of that one. I just think that, again, both teams absolutely packed with goals. You know, they've certainly produced lots of goals in this competition. They've shown maybe at the back they've not been the best this season in this competition as well. So I really can see both teams scoring here. And again, I'm, I'm going to go with Real Madrid to, to win this one.
0: Now, one bet that always makes things a little more interesting is the first team to score. So James, are you plumping for Liverpool at 8-13 to or Real Madrid at 11-8? to
1: well, again, the form book suggests Liverpool are the team to back here in five of Rails six knockout games to concede the first goal. It was only in their victory at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea that they took the lead in that game. Liverpool, on the other hand, only failed to score first on one occasion in the knockouts when they were beaten at home by Inter Milan. So with all that thrown into the mix, eight to thirteen actually looks like a pretty decent value, which isn't something I say too often about bets that are eight to thirteen.
0: Now, Jamie, I'll also throw no goals into the mix at twelve to one. I think you've got to Kind of hunch that both teams have scored is going to happen. So, even with that option now available, are you going to go with James's decision or go in a different direction?
2: Yeah, well, look, obviously I've made a very strong case for there being lots of goals in this, in this one. But I did mention earlier about the, uh, Liverpool's two previous finals this season. They both ended goalless, so potentially, you know, if they were to set up in a similar, similar manner, then I think that, you know, 12 to 1 for neither team to score, I think it's a, a fairly decent value. Um, but again, I just, um, I, the other thing I like, uh, yeah, I, I just, I can see the potential for, for both teams not scoring. But um, for me, and I'm still sure this one will be full of goals.
0: Now, of course, if there is to be a first goal scorer, there obviously has to be a player who gets it. So the big question here, James, who do you think that player will be?
1: Well, now I'm firmly in the Liverpool camp when it comes <laughs> to the first scoring team, I'm going to have to go for Sadio Mane. Mo Salah did, of course, break his scoring duck against Wolves, but I'm favouring Mane purely for his form that he's been in over the last month or so. He's got seven goals in his last 10 games. He also scored against Real Madrid in that Champions League final a few years ago. So it makes
0: sense to score first once
1: again here at 13-2. to
0: and Jamie, if you're going to perhaps dig a little deeper and find a bit more value, who would you have in mind for a player to score in 90 minutes?
2: Yeah, look, I'm going to go for Luis Diaz for this one at 13-2. to I think that he's just been an outstanding signing for Liverpool this season. I mean, he's come in and almost you know, made himself a real regular in that, that Liverpool side. I'm sure we'll see him start on the weekend again. Um, and, of course, you know, he's scored some important goals already for, for Liverpool this season. He's got that goal in the semi-final against Villarreal. Um, I think he got the uh, equaliser against Spurs recently. So, you know, he's a player who's come in and settled in really quickly. And, uh, yeah, I think Luis Diaz at 13-2 is a fairly good shout.
0: OK, let's stay on the topic of goal scorers. Now I want to focus on any time. So, James, the same remit, but who would you be backing for a goal between minute one and minute 90?
1: Well, to offer a bit of balance, it'd be unfair of me to go through the entire goal-scoring segments and not mention a certain Karim Benzema, who just seems to be getting better and better. There weren't many winners in the Spanish capital when Kylian Mbappe decided to stay at PSG, but... Benzema is certainly one of them, and he has a good couple of years left in him as the main man for Real Madrid. He has 49 goals for club and country this season, so the stage is well and truly set for him to get that half century up. And I'll tell you one thing, he won't have been priced at 13-10 to to score any time in many games this season, but that's the price you
0: can get on him doing it in Paris. That is a very tempting price. Now, Jamie, just to make things a little more interesting, I'd like you to offer up a midfielder or a defender from either team. Longer odds, obviously, but what have you got up your sleeve?
2: Yeah, I mean, if I look at kind of the, the attacks of Liverpool and Madrid, I mean, that, you know, and you compare it to the rest of their teams, I mean, Vinicius Junior and Benzema, they're well clear the rest of the team. And, you know, in terms of maybe other midfields and defenders, there's nothing that kind of is, is too obvious. Again, the same for Liverpool, you look all their attacking options, they're well clear of, of the others. But, in terms of maybe a more kind of niche bet, I'm going to look at Joel Matip for this one. Uh, at 11 to one. I think that that's obviously you know very big value for that. Um, he of course he scored in two of Liverpool's last three league matches. I think he's had a really strong season as well. I mean, I know Virgil van Dijk gets a lot of the plaudits, but for me, I think Matip's been outstanding for them this season and I can quite easily see him starting this one. Um, I think from a Real Madrid perspective as well, I like the look of Rodrigo, 3-1. Uh, to one. We, of course, saw what he did in, in the semi-finals, netting that brace uh, against Manchester City. I think he'll have a great chance of, um, you know, uh, coming onto the pitch during some point in the match. I think that he'll be kind of... You know, maybe Madrid's weapon if they, if they need something off the bench, uh, for sure. Um, he's also got 11 goals this season, so it's not too much of a, a bad shout. So uh, I, do, but I do like the look of Rodrigo as well, 3-1. to one. But uh, the other one I like is, is Joel Matip at 11-1. to one.
0: Great shouts there. Now, James, of course, the threat of extra time always looms large in any cup final. Would you be tempted to back a winner after 120 minutes instead of 90? It's currently priced at odds of 6-1 to one for any winner, regardless of team. Does this take your
1: fancy? Yeah, perhaps be looking at splitting up some of mistake and putting it into the extra time and penalties market just to give me the best possible coverage of the event. You just have to be mindful of the extra variables at play, shall we say, when extra time comes around. The fatigue of each side can have a huge say in the destiny of the result, which players are physically on the pitch as well. So it is a potentially ropey territory, although 6-1 to one isn't the worst price in the world.
0: Now, Jamie, the same threat could also be attached to penalties. Again, any winner at the moment is 11-2. to two. We saw what happened in the Europa League final last week. Could this be the case on Saturday?
2: Yeah, well, look, I think here you could quite easily see this one going all the way. I think you've got two teams here that just don't know, you know, that will make it very difficult for the other to beat them. Um, Liverpool, for me, I do agree that they are the stronger team. Um, And, of course, we have seen the way they have set up in the the two cup finals they've been in. Of course, both going to penalties. Then, of course, Real Madrid, you know, how many times they looked kind of on the brink, but they've always found a way to kind of, you know, come back into the match. And I think they'll do the same in this one. I can quite easily see this one kind of going all the way into penalties. Um, so, yeah, I, I do definitely like the look of this one. Maybe a, maybe a winner on in, in penalties.
0: That'll keep the drama going right to the end. But, James, we shouldn't forget the most important man on Saturday, that being the referee. From a discipline point of view, how busy do you think he will be?
1: Well, the first thing worth mentioning about referee Clément Turpin is that he's given four red cards in six Champions League games this season, which is actually more than in 18 league games in his homeland. Although, Oddly enough, he averages fewer yellow cards in the Champions League than in domestic football. So read into that what you will. I actually think the yellow card market might be particularly profitable in play, depending on who's in the lead. The usual suspects are the likes of Casemiro at Real Madrid and Fabinho of Liverpool. So depending on which side is winning, they might be in with a good chance of picking up a booking and then perhaps the goalkeepers too, who will take those extra few seconds to close out a game. But in terms of interest in markets to me, considering the referees' record in this competition, I quite like a red card to be shown in 90 minutes. You'd get that at 7-2. to two. Well,
0: this is it, Jamie. I was going to say the red card market is always of interest. With those stats in mind, when I did my notes, it's four to one so obviously it shrunk a little bit. But... With this knowledge, would you be tempted to back a red?
2: Um, I, I, I'm not sure I would, to be honest. I just think if you look at the two teams, you look at the two managers as well. They're two very experienced managers and two very experienced sets of players. They've both been here on numerous occasions. I think they'll kind of. I don't see us. I don't see any kind of real, you know, any ill discipline being on show here. As I said, I just think these two teams are too experienced to, to kind of, you know they, they know, they know how to handle these situations. So uh, personally, I, I don't see any red cards being shown in this one.
0: Now, perhaps the simplest bet of all is a flip of a coin. Which team lifts the trophy? James, I'll give you 11 to 8 for Real Madrid to do so. Would you take it?
1: Absolutely not. I've nailed my colours firmly on the Liverpool master in the <laughs> opening 19 minutes and 50 seconds of this pod, and I'd look a fool if I changed my mind now. Liverpool eight to 13 to lift the trophy. It's hardly a price to get excited about, but if you chuck into a bet builder,
0: then I suppose it doesn't look all that bad. Well, Jamie, I'll give you odds of eight to 13 for Liverpool to lift the trophy for a seventh time in the history. Is that going to be a lucky number for you?
2: Absolutely not. No, I'm joking for this one. No, I've, I think again. I've made it very clear my uh, that I'm going to go for Real Madrid for this one. I think their their journey to the final has been uh, you know very special. Of course, beating some really big teams to get here. Um, I think they've also got the real true difference maker in Karim Benzema on the pitch. For me, he's probably been the best player in Europe this season, and I think I think he'll make the difference again on on uh, in the final. Um, I think as well you look at Real Madrid and, and, and just in the Champions League there's something very special, about the, uh, very special about it and I just think that that will kind of play a part um, and I'm back in Real Madrid to win their 14th European Cup on the weekend.
0: Right your colours have been pretty much nailed to the mast there's no doubt about that but as it's the end of term I'm going to let you two go mad now you can back any long shot bet you like I don't get how mad it is let's have a bit of fun. So James you've paid your 50p to wear on uniform today what have you got for me?
1: Well, I'm going to dip back into the anytime scorer market, actually. I'm going to go for Liverpool man Ibrahima Kanate. And he's been really impressive at centre half this season, at least from a defensive perspective. But he also found his shooting boots in April. He scored in three straight games, twice against Benfica in the Champions League, and then against Manchester City in the FA Cup semi final. He's 14 to 1 to back goal anytime here. And I think that's well worth an interest bet against a side that are the most physically domineering side in the world, and they could potentially be exposed to set
0: plays. That's a great shout. And, Jamie, you've also brought in your favourite board game. What mad bet have you got in store for Saturday?
2: Yeah, well, look, for my first, first goal scorer, I did go for Luis Diaz. So I've gone for Liverpool to score first and, and take the lead. Um, and I'm actually going to go for Real Madrid to win from behind at 14-1. to Of course, we've seen them come from behind this season already to beat PSG, Chelsea and Manchester City. Um, so I'm going to back them again and to do it in the final. So, um, yes, I'm going to go for Real Madrid to win from behind at 14-1. to
0: Fantastic picks from you both. And of course, if any of those bets take your fancy, make sure to check out the freebets.com website for all the offers and enhanced odds you'll need before Saturday. Right, we're going to go bet building now. And of course, we can only go to the Champions League final. So let's try and construct a first winner before we have a summer break. James, once again, I'd like an anytime goal scorer. What have you got for me?
1: Yeah, for about the 34th time this season, I'm going to go for Sadio. <laughs> and Monday. Uh, I don't know if I've said this before, but he's got seven goals in 10 games. And I don't know if I've said this before, but he got a goal against Real Madrid in a previous Champions League final. So he's the man A for me at 9-4. to four.
0: We should just rename this the Sadio Marley bet-builder section, but it is what it is. Jamie, what have you got on the over-under goals?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals. I think I made it very clear um, throughout the show. I just think that this is going to be a game where there will be lots of goals. You've got two sets of players who are jam-packed with a goal with Benzema just on fire this season. Vinicius as well, I think, is a guy I'm, I'm very interested to see how he does in the final. Then, of course, Liverpool. I mean, you know you know how many good attacking options they have. So, yes, I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals for this game.
0: Lovely stuff. I'll take the corners once more. I'll go for a Conservative over eight because I want to get this one over the line. I want Sergio Mane to score one of at least three goals with eight corners, at least, happening in Paris on Saturday and just to recap now, for our Champions League bet builder, it is Sadio Martinez to score any time. As always, it's over 2.5 goals. It's over eight corners. That's 9-2 at the moment. £10 bet, £55 in your pocket if it comes good. What a way to end the season. Let's hope that one gets over the line. And we're all celebrating a bet builder victory come Saturday evening. Right, actually, let's have a chat about the fixture itself now. We've looked at all the odds, but James, after Liverpool were denied a quadruple on Sunday... How do they deal with the deflation? Will they have something left in the tank or will they run out of gas in Paris?
1: Yeah, I think they'll be able to brush themselves down, Natalie. Yeah, I think they'll be able to brush themselves down after last weekend, no problem. Of course, it was disappointing not to clinch the Premier League, but they will always relying on good fortune from elsewhere to get over the line in that respective competition. Whereas in the Champions League, their fate is very much in their hands, and they're now a side that know how to win these big games, which perhaps may not have been able to say about them maybe three or four years ago. And this is a now, well oiled winning machine these days, and it should be too good here for a rail side that is a far cry
0: from Great Madrid's size of years gone by. Well, Jamie, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Real Madrid have taken their foot off the pedal, but as we know, they've won the title with weeks to spare. Surely we cannot look too far into their recent La Liga outings before Saturday.
2: Yeah, I think you're right there in terms of having had the La Liga title wrapped up for a couple of weeks now. I think the full focus for them would have been on the Champions League final as well. So certainly I wouldn't kind of read it into their recent form. I mean, if you look at the entirety of the La Liga season, they've won 26 of their 38 matches. Um, they lost just four times and, you know, they really haven't been pushed particularly very hard in, in the league this season. Um, and they've really kind of won it at won it canter. I think their Champions League form is, is a better indication of that. To have beaten some of the teams that they have, the PSG, Man City, and the defending champions, I just think that's pretty unbelievable to get here. And um, you know, I think that they'll certainly be confident of getting the job done. And again, I'm I'm interested to see the factor for Liverpool in terms of um, you know the disappointment of um, losing out in that league title. I mean, you saw a lot of the players were very clearly very disappointed. Um, after that win uh, against Wolves. So that'll be an interesting factor to see whether that really kind of motivates them to go and get the job done uh, in Paris or whether that might uh, you know, mentally scar them a little bit. But again, for me, um, I think Madrid's recent form, nothing to worry about. Um, their Champions League form's a much better indication. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them in the final.
0: Now, James, much has been made of Mo Salah's fitness in recent weeks. He did manage to share the Premier League golden boot in the end. Do you think he starts on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any chance that he doesn't start. He's got some minutes in the tank against Wolves at the weekend. He's got a nice long summer break ahead of him after this game as well. And I'm sure that Jurgen Klopp will have no qualms about giving Mo a go from the get-go.
0: And Jamie, it was Gareth Bale who played a huge part in Real Madrid's 2018 win over Liverpool. Do you think he could feature on Saturday? Because there's no doubt he's the man for big occasions.
2: Yeah, look, as obviously as a childhood hero of mine, it's very disappointing to see the way he's been this season, of course. Um, you know, in this competition. he you know, he appeared for seven minutes. So, you know, I just, uh, I think it's very unlikely that we will see him on the weekend. He's made seven appearances in total as well. Um, so, as I said, I just don't think we'll see him. But, you know, if, if uh, Real Madrid are looking for that sort of impact off the bench, I think Rodrigo's a guy to look out. We, of course, saw him get that brace uh, against Manchester City um, in the semi-finals, And I think he might be the player to look out for uh, coming off the bench for Real Madrid.
0: Okay, that neatly wraps up our hefty Champions League preview. And of course, check out FreeBets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. With that said, we are not done yet because there are a couple of important EFL issues this weekend, none more so than the League Two and Championship Playoff Finals. First up, let's go to League Two as Mansfield play host to Port Vale on Saturday. James, what is the tale of the tape in this one? Yeah, well,
1: Mansfield got here by two excellent wins over Northampton in their playoff semi. Well,
0: there's a slightly
1: scruffier route for Port Vale who had to be Swindon on penalties to earn their ticket to Wembley. And as far as their league meetings went, Port Vale won the most recent meeting back in March and there was a draw in Nottinghamshire in mid-October. But I look at this Mansfield side and I just think there's one or two more match winners knocking about. They've been throwing money at this for two or three years now and it's showing they have a good side that Arguably, have underachieved this season, but I think they have enough to get the job done here. And the Stags are a big 17 to 10 to win this one in 90 minutes, which, when you consider the control they had in two victories over fourth place in Northampton a week or two ago, that looks like a pretty good price to me.
0: Well, Jamie, it was Port Vale who finished further up the league table. It's fifth, taking on seventh on Saturday. Do these league positions matter when taking into account what could happen at Wembley? How do you see this one going?
2: Yeah, well, obviously, in the semis, we saw Mansfield beat fourth place Northampton, who, of course, spectacularly missed out on that automatic promotion spot. So, you know, clearly in that game, it didn't play much of a part. And then, of course, you look at the two sides over the 46-game season. You know, it was just one point in it. So I think this is going to be a pretty close one. But again, you know, as, as James mentioned, I think that that win for Mansfield over over Northampton will be a you know pretty big win for them, and I'm I'm kind of backing them to continue that momentum. They'll definitely see that as a, as a really big win and want to uh, want to really build on that. Um, and, and and again, as James said, you know, in terms of. For Port Vale, it was, it was quite a difficult um, you know, semi-final for them. They needed penalties to win their match. Um, and they probably used up a lot more mental energy from that. So, uh, for me, for this one, I'm going to go for Mansfield. I just think they'll continue that momentum from that, uh, that big win over Northampton. So, yes, going for Mansfield for this one.
0: It looks like the Staggs could be going to League One next season. Well, James, if we go to the Championship on Sunday, Huddersfield take on Nottingham Forest. Do you see this being a cage affair? Because it now seems that in this final, it seems there's too much to lose. So when these two teams or any championship teams in the playoff final weigh up the amount of money around the corner, it then becomes quite cagey, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm not too
1: sure how this one will play out in terms of whether it be cagey or more open, to be honest. I mean, Nungan Forest very clear favourites for what it's worth. Fulham aside, they've been, I think, the best side in the division by some distance. They have a really nice balance about their squads and... In Brennan-Johnson, they've got a player of genuine star quality who can win any game at this level on his own. Forrester being put his field in league and cup already this year. But the Terriers did pack a bite when they won 1-0 at the city ground in November. So it's tricky to gauge a potential result from that particular form book. But Steve Cooper has that player final experience from last season, of course. And I think that will stand the Reds in good stead here. The 6-5 to win in 90 minutes. And that's one of the best bets you'll have this weekend, I think.
0: Now, Jamie, with that in mind, do you think Stevie Cooper can go one better after his recent Wembley disappointment with Swansea, or will mm. it be the same misfortune second time around?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously you know, been pretty well documented how incredible you know his time at Nottingham Forest has been, taking them from bottom of the division to you know the the playoff spots. Um, but I do kind of worry for them a little bit. I think that maybe that disappointment of just about missing out on the automatic. Um, Promotion spots may have um, you know might potentially play a part in, in affecting them a little bit, well, I was pretty shocked to see them lose to Sheffield United at home and, and kind of maybe struggle with that one I think as, as James said, you know they 've been fantastic this season and, and I really thought they 'd pretty comfortably see off Sheffield united, um, but I thought they were slightly disappointing so do you know I'm actually going to go for Huddersfield for this one. I think they had a very good season as well. They got 82 points in total. So again a fantastic season for them. Um, I do really like the look of Nottingham Forest though. I just think you know again they've got a brilliant squad there with Jed Spence, uh, another player Brendan Johnson as well. Um, and then of course but if this one was to maybe go to penalties I think we saw the performance of uh, Bryce Sambre in, in the last round. Um, but I do think that Huddersfield will get the better of this one just because I think Nottingham Forest, there is that real disappointment of just missing out, of course, losing to Bournemouth on the, the penultimate day of the season. So um, I'm going to go for Huddersfield to win this one.
0: Before we move on, I'd like a correct score bet from you both, this time the EFL Championship final. So James, I'll start with you this week. What have you got for me?
1: Yeah, I don't think it'll be all that pretty, but Forest 2-1 is the selection here. They scored twice in both of those wins over Huddersfield this season, but the Yorkshiremen will certainly make them work for it. And that score line is
2: available at odds
0: of 9-1. to Lovely stuff. And Jamie, what correct score are you hoping for this weekend?
2: Yeah, look, I'm going to make it very interesting. And again, you know, going the opposite direction from James. I'm going to go for a Huddersfield win here uh, at 2-1. Uh, that's at 12-1 to uh, for that to happen. Um, but Huddersfield, they've actually scored twice in their last, in six of their last eight matches in the championship as well. So um, I thought that was quite an interesting stat. But yeah, I'm going to go for Huddersfield to win 2-1.
0: Lovely stuff. And of course, check out freebets.com for the best insights and betting tips ahead of this weekend. OK, our final bit of business before our summer break is the odds on freefold, where we all pick a leg each and combine it into an Acker. Now, as it's rather sling pickings, it's open season. Skinny or fat odds, go for it. Just pick whatever you think is worthy, because there's not a lot to go for. I'll start. I'm going to go with Ibar in the Spanish second division. They're 4-11 to to beat Alcacron. Now, Ibar are gunning for the title. They are one of three teams who could win it on the final day. Alcacron, bottom and already relegated. To me, that equals an away win and at least promotion to go with it. So that's the starter. James, what have you got for me?
1: Yeah, I'm going to dive into the National League playoffs for my leg. And I'm going to go for a Wrexham win. Over Grimsby and the Welshman, shouldn't be too strong here, really. They just missed out on automatic promotion, but they have a ready-made lead to side and should be firing on all cylinders against a Mariner side who had a gruelling match with Notts County in midweek. So
2: the home win here is available at 4-7. to seven. Uh,
0: Jamie, the same for you, please.
2: Mm, yep, I'm going to go for... I'm looking at next week's International uh, Cup of Champions game between Argentina and Italy. Um, and I'm going to go for Argentina to win that one at 7-5. to five. Um, For me, actually, uh, I I think I make them favourites to win the World Cup, um, of course, in in the winter. I really like the look of Argentina's squad. Um, I I think this might be the year that Messi finally does it. And, uh, of course, we saw Italy. They're not going to the World Cup. They had a really disappointing qualifying campaign. So I think Argentina will get the better of them uh, uh, in this game.
0: Fantastic. Best of luck to you both. And hopefully we get another odds-on threefold over the line as the season comes to a close. And this show has come to a close. So before we wrap up, I just need to do the admin. Firstly, there's no show next week as I'm on holiday and having to work out how to watch the Champions League final while also going out for dinner. But we're then back for a couple more episodes. Then we're on a summer break. So there's content in and around June and July. Keep an eye out for that because there's plenty to keep us busy over the summer. And with that said, I also need to thank my duo of top guests. James, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Pleasure. Cheers, Dan. James, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me.
2: Thank you, Dan. All good.
0: Cheers, guys, and also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. <laughs>